I'm Mindy Hancock, Mindset and Life Coach, and you're listening to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for women on a mission who are ready to stop playing small. You have one life to live. It is up to you to decide how you choose to spend it. It's time to stop waiting, stand up, and start living your Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mindy Mission Podcast. Today on the podcast, I had my friend Kate Dwinell. You are going to love this episode. You're going to love everything about it, but Kate Dwinell is a mindset coach and the founder of the Breaking Through Emotional Eating Group. She is the co-host of the Body Confident Babes podcast, and she is a wife and a dog mom that specializes in coaching emotional eaters to find food freedom and break through their body struggles. You guys, I promise you, you are going to love this episode. We get deep into, you know, emotional eating and what that looks like and how that can stem back really far into, you know, your childhood and how you were raised or maybe even something that happened to you when you were young. And it honestly takes a lot of work to break through that. And that is what Kate specializes in. She's worked through that on her own and now she's bringing that to her clients. So you can connect with Kate by going to the show notes, but let's go ahead and just dive on in because I know you guys are going to love this. Hello. Hi, hi, hello. I'm so excited. I am so excited you're here. Hello, everyone. So I want to introduce Kate Dwinell. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, It's been a long time coming. It's been a long of like, we've had to reschedule. We had to do all these things, but we're here happening. We are chatting with you guys. So first, Kate, can you please just give everyone a background of who you are, um, just a little bit of your story go as far back as you want. Like we're here to listen. We'll, we'll, you know, it doesn't matter if you want to go back to the day you were born. I'm good with that. Um, I've got my coffee, so we're good. So, um, just give us a background of who you are, what has led you to this point of coaching and let's just, let's find out who Kate is at her core. Okay, deal. Well, yeah, I always go back to the day I was born. Right. <laughs> like, that's really where it started, but not really, but really. But um, skipping a few years, I always like to tell people, because this kind of shaped to where I am, is I grew up into a more of an abusive household. My parents were really chaotic. My dad was an alcoholic. My brother was super abusive, not like the kind of fun brother abusive, but like he tried to like kill me twice type of an abusive thing. Yeah. So it was a very like chaotic household and I was always looking for like a sense of control because I didn't have control in my life and it was just very just unstable. So I never had that perfect, I don't think anybody had a perfect childhood, but that like good family childhood upbringing. And then all at the same time, like I was, you know, surrounded, it was more of like, I don't know, this makes me sound old, like the nineties and the two thousands, it was more of like shaped around like diets, you know, the next fad diets, all of that jam. Like, what did your body look like? Are you like the skinniest? Are you like, you know, the thinnest? Are you like the double size zero or whatever? Like it all shaped around of what did your body look like? What are you eating? What are you not eating? How much are you exercising? All of that. So we were in this like unstable household that was also very consumed on how you looked, what you ate, how many diets 
diet pills you were taking, what weight loss shakes you were doing, all of that shebang. So growing up, I never knew what like a happy household was and also a good relationship from my body was, but I thought that was like normal. So growing up, I was kind of always bullied for being the bigger boned, being like the fat girl growing up in like elementary school. And I was like, you know what? My parents say I'm big bone and this is just how I'm going to live my life. So I guess this is where I'm kind of stuck. And I just took the bullying all the way through till probably middle school and middle school. I kind of hit like a breaking point of like depression and like very sad. I like hated my body. I saw all these other pretty girls and I'm like, why can't I look like them? I just want to look like that. And that's all I want to do. So once I hit high school age and I actually got a car and I had a job and I had like some type of control of where I could bring myself and what I could do. I like sat myself down and said, I'm not going to be the fat girl anymore. I am going to lose weight. I'm going to be pretty. I'm going to be skinny. Mm -hmm. And it kind of went a little radically hard. I ended up going to the gym about three times a day, like two hours each. So it was like total of like six hours a day at the gym. I was eating under like 800 like calories a day. And I'd be so excited because I know my fitness pal is like huge. I think it's still huge, but it was huge back then. I was counting calories like to the T, like under 800. And I'd be so excited that I did. And then uh, I lost a bunch of weight from doing that, but my body had so much of deprivation of not having food and then over exercising, I then started to turn to binging because there was so much unhealthy food in my house. So I ended up binging so much and then I would purge Mm -hmm. and then it created this huge like cycle of, okay, let me restrict, let me binge, let me purge, let me over exercise. And it was a super duper unhealthy cycle when I was cotton for a few years, but I lost a lot of weight. So a lot of people around me were like, oh my God, look at you looking, you look amazing. You're, You're doing so well. You look so healthy and on the inside I was like dying and I was like I'm literally like eating nothing I'm so unhappy I looked in the mirror and I thought it weighed 3,000 million pounds Mm -hmm. yeah I looked like you know super duper thin and I was just so unhappy so one day I like to call it my rock bottom point I was at the gym and I weighed myself consistently like every single day like 10 times a day um I weighed myself before and then I weighed myself after my workout And after my workout, I gained 0.5 of a pound and it made me spiral. I ended up like breaking down, sobbing in the middle of the gym. Like people were looking at me because I gained that 0.5 of a pound, which PS, totally normal, totally fine. But back then, like it threw me for a freaking loop. And I was just like, oh my God. So I literally sitting on the floor, like sobbing my eyes out in the middle of the gym. And I like sat there and I was like, this isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. This isn't right. There needs to be a change here. Like I can't live my whole life like this. There's no way I'm going to end up like killing myself. So for being real, but, um, so after that day, I was like, okay, something has to change. I've done all the diets. I've done all the meal plans. I've done all the thingies. What needs to change? And then corny as it sounds, I fell into one of the books my mom gave me. I think it's called the chicken soup for the soul books or something. Yeah. But yeah. our parents always gave us a way. It's like here, like take these books soup for the teenage soul. I had yeah. it. <laughs> I had like 10 million of them. I actually just bought one last year for chicken soup for the pet lover's soul or something because I just love them so much. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I fell into that book and I started rereading it. I don't remember which one it was, but it talked about perspective. And it talked about how, like, if you look at things differently, like your life can change. Like you're basically talking about like mindset. Like if you do something different, if you start healing from the inward or you start like creating like a nice internal world, like your whole perspective in life would change. And I'm like, 
okay, what, what the heck do I have to lose at this moment? Let me just start trying this. So at that point, I was able to like leave my abusive household situation, start actually getting on my feet, start figuring out who I was without that like container of life. And then I started being like, okay, well, let me start looking inward. What, what's going on inside me? And there was like, you know, a lot of unworthiness wounds, a lot of like, you know, inner child healing, all the wounds, you know, all, you know, all the things I had to go like deep down inside me and start actually healing from the inside. And once I started doing that, I found I was able to actually heal the relationship with my body, then heal my relationship to food. But at the same time, when I was doing that, I was able, I wasn't able, I ended up gaining over a hundred and something pounds because my body was like, oh, we're not depriving ourselves anymore. And you're actually feeding us. Let me hold on to all of this excess weight so we don't die. And so I ended up gaining a hundred and like 20 pounds or something in like a span of a year. It was insane how much I gained at that point. But um, then I got flipped into the situation of, okay, now I have to figure out how I'm going to deal with this huge weight gain, which then I turned into when I was trying to heal myself, I then turned to emotional eating. And I was like, oh, now I'm eating my like my whole life with food. And just anytime I'm mad or sad, I turn to food. And I was like, okay, something's not working here. Like I need to actually figure out, okay, I need to heal deeper than there's something more I need to dig into. So once I realized I was actually in there because, you know, the first step is actually realizing, oh, I struggle with yeah. food. Okay, cool. Um, I ended up digging deeper again. I had to go through the whole healing process again and actually be like, hey, I only dug the surface level of it last time. Let me actually dig even deeper and do like the more painful stuff, but the more needed, needed stuff. And then I was able to actually fully heal my relationship to food and change that relationship from myself and my body, from that other person of the, I always say, okay, that makes no sense. Let me back up. I always say I changed the relationship to the eating disorder self that I have. Like she's still hanging out in the back of my main, my, my main, my brain. brain. She'll never leave, but she's not driving anymore. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, deal. So yeah, I had to take and fully heal my relationship to food, fully heal like my relationship to my body and then find a happy medium of, okay, well, what does, a relationship to food look like now for me what is a relationship like my a good relationship to my body look like and after doing like you know a bunch of trial and error and actually finding and getting to a happy medium of myself to be able to like lose weight that feels really good actually get to the like my, my body weight that's actually healthy for my body without restricting 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 but actually doing it in a healthful mindfully way and then after that, oh my gosh, this is like long story long. I'm almost finished. <laughs> oh no, you can go as long as you want. We're listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then after that, I kind of fell into like an MLM um, situation. It was a health and fitness related thing, but I was only giving out meal plans and nutrition plans or meal. Well, that's the same thing. Meal plans and exercise plans. I mean, and I kept seeing the same things happen to my clients. They would all fall off their meal plans. They'd all fall off their exercise plans. They'd be binging. They'd be restricting. And I was like, what the heck? Why are they doing this? And I was like, okay, Kate, like, you know, the answer you went through this. So stop being dumb and actually see what you needed to be doing. And then I, um, I fell into our old business coach and she actually helped me realize that, no, you don't want to be in this MLM anymore. You actually want to be doing like working with women who struggle with emotional eating, working with women who struggle with disordered eating and actually do the mindset part of it because that's where you see the true transformation. So long story long, that's how I got to where I am and I help women struggle with their body and food. So yay. Yay. Okay. So first of all, there's a lot of powerful lessons that you just went through and I, I wrote a couple of things down, but first of all, there, there's a lot of people who, 
um, who would go through some of the things that you went through, like the upbringing that you had, the abusive household that you had, and that would allow that to deter them for like for life. Okay. And you chose to do that hard work. So first of all, I commend you for that. Cause a lot of people, once you get to that point, it's like, there's a lot of inner work and a lot of demons that are going to come up and a lot of things that are going to hurt and be uncomfortable. And that's what a lot of people stop. And it's easier to continue the cycle than it is to work through it. So mm -hmm. that for sure shows like your, your strength and your purpose on this planet to help other, help other people do the same thing. But I want to touch on a couple things here. First of all, can you touch on emotional eating? Because I think as females, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't even realize it, but like, I know that I tend to like, well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. My, mm -hmm. my body, like my story with my own like health and fitness and diets and all that kind of stuff. It started very young too. I was like, probably I remember 12, 13 when I first started to like, I need to lose weight. I need to, to lose my belly, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, seeing my friends, same thing who were just naturally thin, naturally athletic, naturally all these things. And they could eat whatever they wanted. Mm -hmm. And I could not, I was always, I always had that type of that body type that I couldn't eat whatever I wanted. I couldn't, um, I just, it just wasn't in my genes, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember restricting and I remember my senior year of high school, like being on a strict diet, like always restricting being the girl who brought her lunch every day that had like a little bitty lunch while everyone else is like eating pizza and all this stuff. Um, because I was trying to lose weight. Did I lose weight? Yes. Did mm -hmm. I, was, was I happy? No. Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to talk about, first of all, when you kind of come up in this, like, I remember also very, from a very young age, probably elementary age, learning to hold my stomach in, like mm -hmm. learning how to do that subconsciously. And even now as a 33 year old, almost 34, I find myself doing that all the time. Like I will subconsciously just be like holding in my stomach. Like you go to take a picture, you hold in your stomach, you do this, mm -hmm. you hold in your stomach. So it's like something that's ingrained deep within, deep within, within me. Hello. <laughs> We're just all going to fumble on our words today. Okay. But I it's want okay. to, <laughs> I want to touch on emotional eating because my dog is barking. Hi. Hi. Hello, doggy. Hello. He seems like he's pretty mad. Um, I don't edit anything out. I don't know what's going on, but he is not happy. So um, anyway, so I don't know what emotion, I, I, I want to talk on emotional eating because as females, I feel like we tend to do this quite often. Like mm -hmm. I know that I have found myself multiple times, like just eating for no reason. I don't have, like, I don't, ha I'm not hungry. I don't need food. Mm -hmm. I'm just eating because I'm bored or I'm sad or I'm happy or I'm, I don't know. So can mm -hmm. you talk on emotional eating and what that looks like for your clients and how you can help them to kind of reframe that emotional eating? Yeah. Okay. So there's so much to dive into with this. First of all, I want to just tell you that 95% of women struggle with their food and body at some point in their life. So like 
all of us have struggled with it, mostly 5%. I don't even know where the 5% live, but 95% of us have struggled with food in our body. And we tend to always see ourselves struggle with food, struggle with our emotions with food and be like so uncomfortably be around food. But there's always like typically there's a deeper reason. Like we said, you turn to food when you're happy. You turn to food when you're bored. We turn to food when we're anxious, when we're sad. And there's a reason why we do it. It's always a deeper reason. I always tell people the major reasons why we turn to food is either for comfort, support, and connection or love and so that's the reason why we turn to food so think about it when like you're stressed or you're anxious because a lot of people can really relate to stress and anxious eating when we're stressed and we're anxious we feel so uncomfortable in our body we feel so disconnected that we turn to food to find that quick fix of comfort when we eat that comfort like I live in the south southern comfort food is my jam yes Give me some biscuits and gravy. (laughs) Literally sign me up. Southern comfort food is my jam. You turn to that food and you get this like five, 10 seconds of just this wish of just comfort over you. Mm -hmm. And then it just makes that feeling so much easier to deal with. It makes it so much easier to be like, oh, like I got this comfort from this food. I'm going to be okay. But it actually does quite the opposite of comforting you, it actually disconnects you more from your body. Because when we have those feelings of emotions, because when we emotionally eat, what we're doing is just numbing, avoiding, and suppressing our emotions and just turning to food to feel any sort of comfort, safety, emotion, or any love. We're just trying to turn to food to feel that. But it's actually creating this bigger disconnection in our body where we're actually numbing out our emotions. We're numbing out our feelings. We're numbing out our sensations. And when we do this, our body's like, Oh, you're not paying attention to me. Let me throw these emotions to you 10 million times harder. Let me bring up these emotions into a harder scheme of things, or let me bring it up more and more and more. Then you'll start to see yourself become more of an anxious person. You'll start to see yourself become more sad more often. You'll start to see yourself become more angry more often. And it's because we're not actually feeling our emotions. We're not actually in tune with our bodies and our emotions. We're actually disconnecting more and more. And the more we disconnect, the more our body's going to fight you to come back home because that's our natural state. Our natural state is happiness being reconnected into our body. And some people get triggered by that, but it's true. Our natural state is happiness and being being connected to our body but when we're turning to external sources which this can fit into food I'm obviously I touch on a lot on food but this can be drug this can be alcohol this can be sex this could be anything insert xyz here whatever your advice is is when we disconnect from ourselves and our body we're actually creating a bigger more an emotional deeper problem which then we come into like you're saying with my clients how do we get that reconnection back how do we get them to heal that relationship to food it's all about digging into the root of the issue I always tell people we live on the egotistical surface level of our thinking we need to start digging deeper into the real root I always imagine us like trees I like being a tree because it's so much fun (laughs) but it's so fun it's just we're so pretty (laughs) but I always imagine us like we're hanging out on our branches and we usually just pull the leaves off. Like, oh, well, let me pull this leaf off. This is my problem. I need to solve this problem. And this is, oh, I need to lose five pounds. Just say that because everybody can relate to that one. Yes. But when you actually look and see where the leaf is connected to the branch and the branch goes down to the root and then you follow it all or you follow it all the way down the trunk into the root, you see that there's actually a deeper rooted issue, which is this is more of the worthiness wound, the love wound, maybe childhood trauma experiences that need to be healed. So I always tell my clients, we're going to dig deeper. Like, yeah, you want to lose five pounds. Okay, cool. But what's the real reason? Let's dig deeper past that. Oh, I want to feel loved. I want to feel supported. I want to feel connected. I want to feel happy in my body. 
And that doesn't come with losing five pounds. I'm sorry. I love you guys so much, but there's so much of a deeper thing. We can give ourselves everything we need in this exact moment right now without the food, without losing weight, without the alcohol, without anything like that. So we always find the deeper rooted issue. Okay, well, where did this issue come from? Okay, so let's, say, let's just say that I am unworthy because I feel like everybody can connect to that wound almost mm-hmm. is the I am unworthiness. So this can come up to what I am unworthy with the rooted issue can cause, you know, emotional eating problems. This can cause, you know, obsession to your weight. This can cause, you know, comparisonitis. This can cause um just, I mean, anything (laughs) unworthiness wound related to. So when we have the unworthiness wound, we really have to look at it from that actual person's experiences because everybody is so different. I can never tell people like, this is step one, this is step two, this is step three, because it's impossible. Everybody's so different. But looking at, I'm going to do like me because I know me from a T, but looking at the unworthiness wound for me, it was from, oh, I grew up in an unstable household. My mother always called herself that. She always said we had to look sometimes of way. And if we didn't look some type of way, a man will never love us the way that we want to. And so I got ingrained when I was young. Oh, if I don't look a certain way, nobody's going to love me. So my worth was attached to my body from a young age. So ingrained in my mind, like you said, like we suck in our tummy, like without even realizing it's just a subconscious thing. So living in my subconscious right now, my worth is based on my weight. My husband will never love me unless I lose like 50 pounds. It's something like that. Or your boyfriend will never love you unless you lose 20 pounds. So really looking and digging and actually knowing, okay, is this my truth? Or is this something I've picked up? Is this something along the way? And actually going into healing this wound. And with healing this wound, it takes so much between somebody or another. It goes through like inner child working, which is super huge and super hard for some people to do. This is just digging out limiting beliefs and your truth. This is digging out, okay, what are the stories you're telling yourself? How are you actually treating yourself in your body? What are the learned like behaviors you've picked up along the way? Maybe you don't actually like overeating, but you saw your mom overeating for so long that it's just something you picked up along the way and really just looking at the deeper rooted issue and being like okay let's start healing this from the root so then it starts to go up through the trunk up through the branches and start planting little leaves does that make sense yes it makes perfect sense like we have to get to the deep root of things before we can heal anything I think that was that's with other things as well like if you're even if you're looking at your money stories like you have to go to the root why do you feel this way why do you feel that this is your truth so it's the same thing like we can't um it's like if your body too like if you have some sort of like disease, like you have like, or something that's going on in your body, we can't just put a bandaid over it. We have to get to the root cause of what is going on with you. So to, to actually heal. So it makes total sense. And I like the analogy of the tree because I'm very much a visual person. So like I see, like I saw as you were talking about it. So um, (laughs) I, um, I really do like that analogy and it, it makes total sense. We have to get to the root, the deep root cause of why we are doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. with anything in life. But when it comes to, I also, um, when it comes to emotional eating, like we said, we talked about like just grabbing food to comfort and mm-hmm. what also came to mind for me, I don't know if this is a Southern thing either. It might be, it might not be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when s- I, us in the South, I don't know, like anytime we get together, food has to be involved. Yeah. Anytime you go somewhere, anytime you get together, it's always, what are we eating? That's like the first thing that anyone asks, where are we eating? Where are we going? What are we having? What do I need to bring? All these things. Food is the center of everything we do when we gather. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, and again, I don't know if that's just like culturally what everyone does or if it's in the South, but we center everything around food. It's food first and then we do everything around it. So that I think is another thing that has always been like, you can't do anything mm-hmm. with other people without food being there. So and do you say why? What'd you say? Let me tell you why. Yeah. Cause it's all based on connection. Mm. That's, that's all it is. Is that where we create connection with food, which then we think creates a connection from, Oh, let me give you food. So you feel connected to me. Mm-hmm. especially in the South. Like I, I've been born and raised in the South. We are, if you make the best brownies, you're probably the best friend. Or if you make the best biscuits and gravies, like you're probably my best friend. Yes. It goes yes. on such, it's all about connection, which is crazy. People are like, no. And then they think about it. I'm like, oh yeah. Like if you have the best like dinner, like we are probably going to be so freaking happy that we're coming over and yes. so excited to be in your presence. It's just all about, okay, let's create connection through food. Then we can think we can create connection over our relationship, but it actually, it's all about creating connection with each other and creating connection internally, but mm-hmm. we're just using food as to be, create connection. Yep. And that makes total sense because it's like you have those people in your family or friends that like you're going to get together and you're like, oh, but you make your guacamole. Yep. You make your this. You bring this because we love that. So everybody's bringing their signature dish or whatever mm-hmm. because everyone knows what each other brings. And that's so true. But it's funny. It's just something that you don't even realize as a part of your culture that food is so ingrained. And so sometimes Um, I mean, I remember like even my sister, I would be on a quote unquote diet and then we all get together and it's like, what do you do? There's all this food. So then we would like not eat or have our own little food and restrict or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that, um, it's, it's funny how you said it, it 100% creates connection. 100%. So that's crazy. It is, is. but it's funny. Even I'm the, I'll be the first one, like, where are we eating? Like we, yeah. we have to eat if we're going to hang mm-hmm. out. Like, are we going to eat food? Like that's always the first question. Mm-hmm. Where's the food? So, um, so I want to ask you about, um, what was I going to say? Lost my train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I'll but, come back. <laughs> but the, well, let's lead into like the whole diet culture, popping the pills, drinking the shakes, doing all the things, yep. trying to lose that, you know, five pounds and like, if you just eat this, this, and this for okay. every single day for the mo- one month, you're going to lose X amount of pounds. If you take this pill twice a day, you put on this patch or you drink this shake or oh, you do this, <laughs> you're yeah. going to lose weight. So mm-hmm. can you speak on that and how that is a mind fuck? It's a it, mind Yep. Fuck. Oh, yep. Okay. So I am very, I have very strong opinions about the diet culture and the diet industry and so much about it because obviously I'm a mind scare coach and I talk about this a lot of times, but I freaking hate the diet industry. Their marketing is fucking superb. They have amazing marketers and I, I applaud them for that. Good for you for marketing, but they touch on so many women's heartstrings so much and they know how to appeal to a woman, which makes me angry, but good for you guys. But I hate the diet industry. I hate the marketing that they have with it because it's all about if you lose five pounds, you will be happy. If you lose 50 pounds, you will be happy. If you look like this, you will be happy. And 
that's not true because let me tell you something. I've done everything, every single diet out there, every single diet, even the egg diet, even the military diet, the soup diet, the juice cleanses. I've done them all. I've taken all the pills. I've taken laxatives. I've binged and purged. I've done all the shakes. I've done all the patches. I've done all the things. Mm -hmm. And one, first of all, maybe you lose 10 pounds, but you gain 20 pounds right back. Like you'll always gain it back up because it's not sustainable, which we'll talk about in 2.5 seconds. But what it does is just it makes you put your weight your worth on your weight and makes you make put your worth on how your body looks and which let's side note again yes you should be treating your body very healthfully and yes you should be moving your body in a way that feels good but there's a whole difference between the actually treating your body in a healthy fluid way rather than punishing your body and making your body feel like shit but um bringing it back around oh my gosh so many side tangents the diet industry is just awful and just terrible and i literally hate it because it just puts your worth on your weight and that's not true and it tells you oh look at the end of the tunnel if you lose those 50 pounds you'll find the man of your dreams you'll be so happy you'll be rich you'll be like you get to wear all these pretty clothes but that's not how it is because your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world so Mm -hmm. your internal world you're like oh it's a mind fuck like i'm chaotic like i hate my body i hate my life i hate all this then your external world's gonna look the same exact thing it doesn't matter if you change your body it doesn't matter if you lose those 20 pounds if you don't actually fix your internal world then your life's gonna stay the exact same i lost i think 70 pounds and i was the skinniest i ever been but I was the unhappiest I ever been at the same time. Like it doesn't fix your problems losing weight. You mm-hmm. need to fix your internal world first. And like the diet industry is just so good at marketing. Oh, you want to feel happy in your skin. You want to have that job that you always wanted. You want to find the man. You want to insert X, Y, Z here. Like we got you just take this pill every day. And like all your problems will go away. And it's not true. All it does is create more problems. Like I said, that creates more of a disconnection from your body. And then you're treating your body in such a negative way because diet are not sustainable. They're not sustainable. It doesn't matter what diet you're on. You cannot keep doing it for the like the rest of your life. And if you do, your body is going to take some traumatic like hits from it. So like oh, yeah. whatever diet you want, you're going to, your body's going to hit really hard from it and you're probably going to plateau on it. Then you're going to be like, Oh my God, I'm plateauing. I either need to restrict or I need to take more pills. or I need to drink more shakes. And you're going to cause like yourself this just so much body suffering and so much body pain and so much mind pain too because you're gonna be like oh my god I need to lose more weight and if I don't lose more weight like I won't be happy and it's just it's just oh it's it's so bad overall because diets don't work they don't work I hate diets I will never teach anybody to be on a diet ever again fuck diets like they gotta go uh pills gotta go shakes gotta go all of those gotta go like yeah if you want to make a healthy shake cool but like the weight loss shakes like no those gotta go all of that stuff and it starts just creating a healthy relationship with your mind and body first because mm-hmm. once you create the healthy relationship with your mind and body your actions will follow suit you'll want to eat healthy you'll want to move your body in a healthy way you won't want to turn to like the junk food you won't want to turn to over restriction and over dieting and over whatever and so here it's you'll want to treat your body in a way that feels good but if you don't get to a space of that you're mm-hmm. always going to be searching for something you can never find mm. Yeah. 100%. And it, it, I mean, like in my twenties, I felt like I was always chasing, well, I will be happy when I am here. Mm-hmm. I will be happy when I am whatever. And it's so funny because even when I got to what I thought I'd be happy in, I wasn't happy. But then, you know, I look back now and I see like, oh, I was like a size four and I was so skinny. I was not happy. It was not good enough for me. And now, you know, it's like back and you're like, oh my gosh, if I were like, why can I, 
I would be happy. And you think that that's what your, mm-hmm. your mind just thinks. Well, I would have been like, now if I could just get back there, I would be happy now. But, um, it's so funny because even a year ago, like I was just going through old photos in my phone just the other day. And I found a picture of me one year ago mm-hmm. and it was like me after I worked out and I like had my shirt up and I showed like, I had like little baby abs coming through. And I was like, mm-hmm. at that point, it was not seeing what I see in the picture now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like it's so crazy how we are never happy. And it all goes down to like, just in like, you have to work on internally. And luckily I feel like I've started to grow in that area. Like I'm loving my body finally at 33, beginning Yay. to love my body for what it is mm-hmm. and like happy where I'm at. I haven't stepped on the scale and I couldn't even tell you how long because for so long, that is what controlled me too. Like mm-hmm. whether it was up or down or whatever, or it just stayed the same, it stayed the same, it stayed the same, like wanting mm-hmm. it to go down, it would stay the same. So I don't even know the last time I stepped on a scale, um, but it, it's just something that we really have to start healing, like you said, from within. And it's funny that it's taken me this long, but at the age of 33, almost 34, where I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with my, like my big thighs and I'm okay with that big butt that God gave me that some Mm -hmm. girls are in the gym trying to get, you know, like, okay Mm -hmm. with it. I'm okay with it. With used to, that was be like, I I need this to go away because Mm -hmm. other girls didn't have this or this wasn't acceptable when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it just wasn't something that, you know, I was always the one who was made fun of that, made fun of for having the big booty because all the other girls were trying to get those, you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. now roles reverse, everybody's trying to get them and I already have it. And so now it's like, finally just embrace it. Like just, it's a part of me. And it was funny the other day I was getting spray tanned Obviously I need to do that again, but I was getting <laughs> and this girl was like, Oh my goodness. You said something about like my, I have a, me having a big booty. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, you must have to work out for that. I was like, Nope. Nope. That was given to me by God. <laughs> <laughs> it was just given. So, um, it's just funny. That's our mentality. You must have mm-hmm. to work for that. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, I still have to, I still work out, but it's like mm-hmm. the thing that I hated most about myself for mm-hmm. so long, it's finally something that I'm starting to love. Yeah. And that's beautiful. In life. I that. <laughs> and it's, and it's talking on that topic too, as I always tell people is that you can come from a place of loving your body and also wanting to walk this earth on a lighter frame. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. It's just the intention behind the action. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it from a place of, Oh, I love my body and I want to take care of my body so much. Let me move it in a way that feels good. And let me fuel my body, which is where I try to get my clients to move from. Or are you doing it from a place of negative? Oh, I hate my body. Oh, I just want to like starve it because I just want to look like X, Y, Z. There's a totally different energies between the two. But if you go from the intention of love, that's when you start to lose weight mindfully. That's when you start to reconnect back into your body. That's when everything just becomes like effortless. Yeah. You have to like, you know, work out. Yeah. You want to probably like you can eat the healthy foods, but those can be fun and that can feel good. It's just the intention behind the action, which is funny too, is like, I love how you touched on like now it's all about like the big butts, but looking back into like when I was younger, it was all about like the skinny, skinny, skinny girls, like, you know, the low rise jeans yes. and like you needed to see like the, the V line even on the girls. Yes. And it's like, nope. oh, it's crazy. Like the, the society changes so fast and it's like next, maybe next month, like it'd be all about little butts again and like, yes. you know, tiny, tiny, tinies. So no matter as much society shifts because it's always going to shift. It's all about 
learning to love yourself and your body now because yeah, God gave you this one body. Yes, you can manipulate in a way that you want to as long as it comes from a place of love rather than a place of hate. First, yes, absolutely. And it's like learning to move your body from a place of like just wanting to do what's best for your body and not from a space I'm moving my body because I need to change it. Mm -hmm. So that's been something too for me. Like I, I used to like move my body because it, I had to result, there had to be a result of change versus mm -hmm. now I'm moving my body because I, I, sh I should, it makes me feel better. It mm -hmm. makes my body feel better. It's good for my health, you know, those kind of things. So just shifting the mindset of I'm not doing it for a result. I'm doing it for overall health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much different energy behind the twos. You feel so much happier with mm -hmm. the, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go run today because I'm going to feel so freaking good and challenge my body in a way that makes me feel really good. Then once I'm done, I'm like, oh, girl, look at you. You ran so fast. Rather than going around, oh, I have to run two miles and I have to burn 600 calories. And if I don't, I'm like the worst person in the world. Mm -hmm. Like there's the energy behind those two is so much different. And the thing is too, is your body's always listening to you mm -hmm. always. So it's going to pick up on whatever energy that you're giving it. So if you're coming from a place of negative energy, your body's going to be like, Oh, she hates me. Oh, I have to hold on to actually hold on to more weight, which actually makes you gain weight sometimes. And people are like, Oh my God, I'm losing. I'm like working out all these things. I'm dieting and yet I'm still gaining weight. I'm like, yeah, because your body's scared. You're mm -hmm. treating your body in such a harmful way where it's like, Oh my God, I might die. Like this lady is talking to me like, it might die. So I'm going to hold on to it as much as I can because it's all about survival at that point. But when you're talking to it from a place of love, when you're like, Oh my God, I love you so much. Let's go like, let's go play. Let's go run. Let's go have fun. Let's move our body. That's when our body's like, cool. Okay. Let me get to my natural state of weight. Because like I said, your natural state is happiness. And then you're able to get into that natural state of weight because we all have that one give or take that natural state. It's just whether we're treating our body well and whether they're doing it in a healthy way to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love this conversation so much. And I think it's something that listeners, the listeners really needed to hear. I think that as females, we don't talk about this enough because sometimes we don't want to admit that we have like, we have these past stories where we look at our body in a negative way. Um, mm -hmm. because a lot of times we're trying to achieve things and we don't want to look at it. We, we don't want to look at what really is happening inside because that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's tough, you know. So I want to first ask you, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with that you're like, just remember this thing. If you don't, like if you didn't, which I know they took away a lot, but if you don't write, write down anything from this, write down this and remember this. Okay, this is my favorite thing ever. Your internal world is a direct reflection of your external world. Don't like your external world? Start looking inward. Mm. Favorite quote of all time. That's changed my whole freaking life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, I'm going to ask you three questions, random, totally off the yeah. subject. So okay. first thing, what is your favorite word? Sparkles. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's happy. <laughs> Yay. And the second question is, what is your favorite sound? Uh, a dog barking or not like barking like my dog just making her like cute little noises, noises yeah. yeah they're just so makes me so happy yes and the last question is bedroom car or desk what do you make sure is cleaned first oh I totally thought this question was gonna go so far dirtier <laughs> than <it> actually <laughs> which one do you no just kidding I know I was like 
I mean, okay. So we have a okay bedroom. Then what else? I'm sorry. Car. I'm totally like, <laughs> like bedroom, that. car, or desk. What do you make sure is cleaned first? Um, desk. I feel like if I don't have my desk together, I don't have my life together. Yeah. Amen. And last thing is if you will let the listeners, I'll put it all in the show notes as well, but can you tell the listeners where they can find you, how they can get in your energy and get help with their emotional eating and connection to their body? Yes. Well, hi, hey, hello. I'm Kate Donnell. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm on all social media. Well, not all of them, I guess. I hang out mostly on Facebook and Instagram and it's just at Kate Donnell, which is my name. And uh what else do I have oh yeah I have a free Facebook community it's just called breaking through emotional eating come join and hang out with us we're a hoot and a hanny and we're we're nice people so we won't ever be rude and it's just a safe place to just talk about your struggles and just get help and if you ever want to work with me all my info is at k20coaching.com so yeah that's me awesome well thank you so much for being here and sharing your expertise on this topic because I think it's definitely something that we all need to talk about and we need to to kind of shed light on it because it's time to make a change in this, you know, emotional eating diet culture world. Um, Start just getting in tune with who we truly are and fixing that so we can be happier and healthier and just have the best life. Because ultimately we have one shot. Like like, we have one shot. Why can't, like, why aren't we going to make this the best shot we have? Exactly. So thank you so much for being here. It has been a pleasure. And this listening, I will see you in the next episode.